Hey guys, welcome back to Set Me Free. Um, as we continue reading um, through the New Testament chapter by chapter, verse by verse, we are at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to the other believer? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. Um, I'm going to stop there for a second and talk. Um, Paul gives a pretty good illustration. I love 1 Corinthians because it's really like a, it's a book of instruction um, to the church at Corinth who had a lot of issues separating themselves from the world. Um, and I think there's a clear distinction Paul's trying to make here that, you know, when there's issues amongst believers that it should be kept out of the hands of unbelievers or from even going before a secular court, it says. Um, why? Because he's trying to protect the image of the church um, and what Christ stands for. Um, but there's something that, that really sticks out to me that Paul is trying to talk about here. Um, he, he does say that we will one day judge the entire world. Um, believers will judge matters of sin. Um, it even goes so far to say that we will judge angels as well. Um but it's, it says that we should be masters as believers of conflict resolution, being able to solve conflict. Um, that is basically what this chapter entails. Um, but I think so many times today people run from things they don't like or, you know, they don't accept truth or instruction very well because they want to define their own life, make their own rules, play by their own, which God gives us the choice to be able to do that. You know, God is very, very graceful and he lets us choose. That is what love is all about is choice. Um, because if we didn't have a choice, it wouldn't really be love. You know, that's I choose to love God. I choose to honor him. I choose to keep my life clean. I choose to live a holy life. Um, because I have lived a life seeking all my selfish desires and sin, women, sex, greed. I have lived all that, and it brought me nothing but pain. And Christ called me to follow him. So I choose to serve the Lord. I make that commitment to him, so I keep that, and I hold that in very dear high regards. Um, so I want to say you should as well, um, if you truly love him. You will keep his commandments. Um, verse 5, I am saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another right in front of the unbeliever. Verse 7, even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourself be cheated? Instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat, even your fellow believers. So, you know, Paul is trying to say, who cares if, you're, if, if someone's wronged you? You know, if, if you don't realize what the price 
Christ has paid. Christ has paid the ultimate payment for sin that he never committed. So he is trying to, Paul is trying to protect the image of the church here. And they're having trouble solving these issues, probably because of the selfishness. And they can only see their side of the story. And they can't see the greater good of the body of Christ, which is the, the band of believers in the, the sake of the church. Um, verse 9, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourself. Guys, this is important. When, when Scripture says this types of stuff right here, this is stuff to really keen your ear in because we can be deceived real easy. I want to read this again, verse 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourself. Guys, how many times do we try to talk ourselves out of things and try to minimize and justify things to make it say what we want it to say? But I'm telling you, when you leave God's word in, in its true meaning and let it say what it's trying to say, it's saying that if you do wrong, you're not going to heaven. And it says, don't fool yourself. And it goes on to say, those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves, greedy people drunkards, abusive, cheap people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. It gives us a very clear description. Um, so what should that cause us to do? That should cause us to look at our own lives and see, is any of that found in our life or in our heart? If it is, we need to rid ourselves of it. It talks about putting off your old nature, which is being corrupted. And Christ will put on a new nature um, when you surrender to him. Guys, that's what it's really all about. It's all about Jesus Christ. If I could point you to the cross, point you to a relationship with Jesus Christ, it, it will lead you to heaven. But what, what he's going to do is pull you out of sin. That is his main concern is the sin because it is destroying your life, your mind, your heart, your emotions, your relationships, all of it. Um, it's sideways living. Verse 11, some of you were once like that. Once like what? You were, you were indulging in sexual sin, worshiping idols. Um, worshiping an idol is anything that's put before God. You could worship materialism, um, money. I mean, you name it, work, people. Or how about commit adultery? How many people in, in American society are not happy with the wife or husband that God has given them? So what happens when you're not happy? You start looking at what you don't have instead of focusing and taking care of what you do have. Adultery. If you're committing adultery, you're not going to heaven. The Bible clearly says it. Um, prostitution. Giving your body away. Your body is a sacred temple uh, from God. Um, homosexuality. It's degrading the body. It's, it's opposed of what creation is designed to do. Or stealing, greedy people, drunkards, abusive people, people who cheat people for their own benefit. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that. Me, I know I was. I was definitely um, almost every single one of them. Um, but you were cleansed. 
See, Christ cleansed your life. He gave you a brand new life. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. One of the best scriptures, 1 Corinthians uh, or 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Brand new. The old is gone and the new life has come. It's here now. Um, so when you receive that life, you walk in it. Um, verse 12. You say, well, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say, food was made for the stomach and stomach for the food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. See, Paul right here, he's, he's given a description um, where food is made for stomach. So he's, it, it matches the purpose for which it was created. But he says right here that your body was not made for sexual immorality. So you can't say that it is. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about your body. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. And that is, guys, that is what we need to experience in order to break free from sin, is that resurrection power of Jesus Christ in your life. That is what you have to obtain. And it's not by your own works. It's by faith. And it's, it's a conversion. It's being born again. John chapter 3 gives a great picture of it. Um, Ecclesiastes even talks about it. I believe it's in chapter 6 where it talks about time and chance will visit. Christ will come. He'll knock on the door of your heart. He'll invite you into a relationship with Him. He'll call you to a higher life, a better life, a cleaner life, um, of a life that's filled with joy, purpose, peace, love, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control is a part of it. And that's what is tied to all this is self-control. You have control over your desires. You're accountable for your choices and your actions. You will give an account. That's what Paul's saying here. You're going to answer for everything you do, um, especially once you become a believer. That's where it, it, a whole new map starts. Um, boy, I get fired up when I talk about this stuff because I have experienced that resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's real. I testify that Jesus Christ has been raised, and I know that he has because my life has been raised. And it's, it's a product. I am a product of coming in contact with the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. He has set me free from addiction. He has set me free from living a life of greed, hatred, looking out for myself first. All those things, man, it's beautiful. And I want that for you. Verse 15, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one through sex. That's how God sex is how God made that union. Verse 17, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. One, joined to the Lord. Run from sexual sin, verse 18 says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. 
For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You no longer belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. In Romans chapter 12, I think it's verse 1, it says that is how we worship God, with our body. We honor God with our body, keeping our body clean and devoted to him. That is one of the ways. And it says that our body houses his spirit. It's a temple. That's all our body is. It's a physical temple. It's flesh that will fall to the ground. Guys, the body is nothing more than organic matter. If I got shot right out in a yard and laid there, I would dissipate into a organic matter probably over about three to four months, and I would dissipate right back into the ground which God created me from. God created man from the ground, and to the dust you will, you will return. This physical body is going right back to the ground. And, and guys, it's only the spirit within you that is, is eternal. That's an eternal spirit, and it's been joined with Christ through faith. And what he did for you. He died for you. He took your sin to the cross. He paid the penalty to make you right with God. And when you believe that and you start to develop that relationship through scripture reading, it's a big, big part of it. Guys, God will do great things in and through your life. Um, And he loves you. He created you because he loves you. He created you for his purpose. He wants to use you to help others and, and to bring about his purposes here on the earth. Um, you know, Matthew, Matthew chapter five talks about being the salt and the light in the earth. And, and that's what God wants to use you to reserve his purposes and plans upon the earth. He wants to redo what's been done to you. Um, so I want to encourage you to give your heart to him, to love him as your father, um, and, and let him guide you into eternal life. It's beautiful guys. It's, it's a great life. So I just want to encourage you with that in You know, sometimes, most of the time, people fail because they don't want to deal with the hard issues. They want to beat around the bush, fly around the the elephant in the room, put the rug back on, on the issue. But when you deal with those tougher issues, guys, freedom comes. And and life really begins to get joyful when you prioritize your life how God wants it to be done. Um, So thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you and continue to follow me through. Um, and get your Bible out with me. Read through with me. Follow along um, and, and start your own journey. Um, God will meet you. He will meet you. So have a great day, guys. Thank you.